Today from Acts 21, verses 8 through 15. Leaving the next day, we reached Caesarea and stayed at the house of Philip the Evangelist, one of the seven. He had four unmarried daughters who prophesied. And after we had been there a number of days, a prophet named Agabus came down from Judea. Coming over to us, he took Paul's belt and he tied his own hands and his feet with it and said, The Holy Spirit says, In this way, the Jewish leaders in Jerusalem will bind the owner of this belt and will hand him over to the Gentiles. When we heard this, we and the people there pleaded with Paul not to go up to Jerusalem. But then Paul answered, Why are you weeping and breaking my heart? I am ready not only to be bound, but also to die in Jerusalem for the name of the Lord Jesus. When he would not be dissuaded, we gave up and said, The Lord's will be done. And after this, we started up on our way to Jerusalem. This is the word of our Lord. I bring you greetings from Legacy Deo. And grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God, our Father, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Thy will be done. Thy will be done. You've, you've prayed that a number of times, and that's the focus for today's message. Thy will be done. But not just your will, but all your other estate planning documents too. Okay. <clears throat> it is important to have all those other estate planning documents uh, done, but we're not talking about that today. We do want your will to be done, certainly. I mean, that, that is important to some degree, but more important than that is God's will for us in our lives. That's really where our focus is at today, is what is God's will? We say... Lord willing. In fact, I even said that earlier in the, the worship service. You it might have caught it uh, for uh, just a moment. I said about Pastor uh, Mike coming back, and I said, Lord willing. I think it's important that we use that phrase, Lord willing, because of a couple of reasons. Number one, we want his will to be done above and you know uh, beyond anything else. Number two, though, is we don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. Friends, there is only one that knows what tomorrow is going to bring. There is only one that can predict the future. And, and that's a Texas weatherman. <laughs> uh, I mean, there's not a lot of options in Texas, right? You got really hot or you get, well, well anyway. I, again, that, that's the end of my jokes. I, it really, really is. But we say, thy will be done, or we say, Lord willing, because we don't know the future. You know, I might say to you, well, you know, I'll, I'll see you next Tuesday, or I might say, well, I'm going to do this thing, and, and we're going to, Lord willing, I might follow up with, because we don't know what God's will is in some situations. There are many things, though, that we do indeed know what his will is. And how do we know that will? How do we know what his will is for our lives, the lives of his church, the lives of the community and his people? Well, it's to be inside of his word. 
And I invite you then, if you're not now, uh, to be in his word daily as he richly and generously gives to you and shares with you what his will is for your life. It is love and life and salvation in Jesus Christ. It is indeed, and this is his will for you. He wants to take care of his church, and he wants us as his Christians then, his people, his sons and daughters that he has adopted and brought us into his family to go out there and to be doing his will out into the world and in the community. The problem, the trouble, is that his will isn't always popular, <laughs> Right? I mean, the, the world would, would say one thing, and, you know, they would, if it would be their will, uh, have us be doing uh, then something contrary to what God has in store or in mind for us, because God knows that these things over here are what's best for us, and God knows that these things over there are what's harmful for us and our neighbor. And so this is his will for us because he wants us to have the very best. And the world would say, I know better than what God knows. Do it this way and do it that way. And if you don't do it our way, there's going to be trouble. And there is indeed persecution in the world for God's people who follow his will on those things that aren't popular with the rest of society. Now, right now in the United States of America, uh, we are free for the time being to be able to express then ourselves and God's will and go out there and live this out. And we experience what I would call minor persecution. You know, sometimes we, we hear a little, you know, back talk or backlash from people, you know, that might yell at us or, you know, call us uh, names or tell us uh, that we're full of hate or whatever it might be. There's not really here in our society, this immediate circle, uh, then, a whole lot of danger. But there are places in the world. There are places in the world where people right now, right here today, today, are being ostracized from their family, being kicked out of their communities. People won't talk to them anymore. They're being even beaten. And some of them are being even killed. Because they're standing up for, not my will be done, but thy will be done. And they're living out God's will for their life and the life of his church and all of the community. God's will isn't that popular, but we as his people need to stand up and say, God, thy will be done above all else and all other voices out there in the world that are speaking to us. If you heard the scripture lesson that I read here from Acts, it is Paul standing up and saying just that. You got the prophet Agabus that, uh, you know, said, hey, uh, give me your belt, uh, right? You know, and, and the, the kind of, I'm going to bind up the hands here and bind up my feet. And he says, so it is, so it's going to be with the owner of this belt Paul, if you go to Jerusalem, you're going to be persecuted. They're going to hand you over, and it's not going to be good. 
And everybody pleads with Paul, and they say, don't go, don't go. Don't follow God's will, is what they're really saying. And Paul says, no. Whether it is that I'm bound or beaten, whether I receive this persecution or all this opposition, no matter what harm it brings to me, God's will be done, we read there in that passage of Scripture. And we pray that every time we pray the Lord's Prayer. Thy will be done, thy kingdom come, on earth as it is in heaven. And we know that God's good and gracious will certainly is done among us, even without our prayer. But we pray in that petition that it might be done among us also. God's will is accomplished. It is carried out. His goals are achieved. But we want to be a part and live our lives so that his work is done among us also. And we can receive those blessings. God has a will. And you know it because every time you re, re, uh, refer to the Bible, or many times you refer to the Bible, you might refer to it as the Old Testament and the New Testament, right? You've heard this last will and testament before. If I've got a last will and testament, let's say this is it right here, and on this paper, I were to say that I want to leave you $10 million. Yeah, yeah, wouldn't that be great? I want to leave you $10 million. Uh, that's what this says. There would have to be two things true in order for me to leave you this $10 million. And uh, the, the first one that would have to be true is that I've got to have the $10 million, all right? I mean, if I don't have the $10 million, I, I can't leave it uh, for you. But the second thing that would have to be true in this last will and testament is that you don't get the $10 million unless I die, right? There has to be death involved. I have to have it to give, and then it doesn't get given until I die, until there's death that takes place. When you think of Old Testament and New Testament, I want you to think that this is God's last will and testament for your life. And there is two things taking place in order for you to receive the blessings and the riches and the gifts that God has in store for you as part of his will for your life. Number one, he has to have it to give. He's got it. <laughs> Don't worry about that. He, the cattle of a thousand hills are his. By just speaking his word, he created the heavens and the earth. He's got it. God's got it. That's a whole sermon series of itself. God's got it. But the second thing is there has to be death involved. And I take you back to the Old Testament where Moses is coming down off of the, uh, the Mount Sinai there, Mount Horeb, two uh, different names, same mountain. And he presents the commandments uh, to the people, and they're all having that group meeting there. And God is saying, I will be your God, and you will be my people. And here's the covenant that we set forth. This is my will uh, for you, God says, and here's the death part, is that the bull is sacrificed and the blood from that bull is sprinkled on all of the people. 
And so you experience that death in a very real and tangible way. And that will and testament is true if it wasn't for the part where we come in that we pledge to be God's people and we pledge to do his will and we w- and then we don't. And then we falter and then we fall short and then we don't hold up to our end of the agreement. But it doesn't end there. God's New Testament, all based upon not what we do, but who Jesus is and what he has done for us. We've already established that God has got it all to give, and Jesus is God himself, and he comes then to give us this new covenant. And in the words of institution, on those weeks here when you have Holy Communion, you hear the words spoken And in the same way also, he took the cup after supper, and after he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink ye all of it. This cup is my blood in the New Testament, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. It's a New Testament that Jesus gives to us by his death then. And how do we participate in that death? Like we participated in it in the Old Covenant, the Old Testament? Well, here we participate in it through our baptism. We were therefore buried with Christ. But just as he is risen from the dead, we too will be raised. And so we don't have to live in those sins anymore. We don't have to live in that death anymore. His will, thy will be done, is that we would have new life. And we would receive then all the blessings from his will for us. How wonderful it is that we too can leave that legacy for our children, for our neighbors, for the people in our workplace, for all of those around us. At Legacy Deo, we talk a lot about leaving a legacy. Now, during the 9 o'clock to 9.45 time slot, whatever it was, I talked a lot about financial legacy. But there's so much more that God gives. I mean, that's a part of it, and that's important, and that's true, because we are called to be managers of his gifts and good stewards of what he entrusts into our care. But imagine now how it is that we can leave a legacy to our family that they might enjoy that same life, that they might enjoy that same peace, even in the midst of trial, even in the midst of persecution, even in the midst of death, that they would know Jesus, a living Savior, and have that life too. That we might leave a legacy of prayer, that we might you know, uh, build up in our, our communities, in our homes, Prayer warriors that are constantly in tune with God and talking to him and connected with Jesus. That's a legacy to leave. And a legacy to live also as you are day in and day out in those scriptures involved with and teaching and talking about all that Christ is and has done for us through his will as we talk to those in our community, at our workplace, at our school, at our 
wherever it might be, our neighborhood. That's the legacy that we live and leave. So friends, the next time, the next time that you're, you're praying those words, thy will be done, thy will be done, think about your own will, think about your own legacy, think about what you're doing to accomplish God's will in the community and the life of your church here at Mission Liberty Hill. But more than that, over and above those things, greater than everything that you do, consider all that God is currently doing today and has done in the past to ensure that his will is carried out, that his will is done in your life and in the lives of everyone around you. For he has won the victory, he has the spoils to give, and he has given his life as his last will and testament for you. Now may the peace of God which surpasses all human understanding guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.